So welcome to this coffee talk. Um, today I have with me two amazing guests, uh, Kate Dixon and Rasmi Dixit from Rocka Rising. And the whole reason I invited them here this morning is that I attended uh, the World at Work conference a couple of weeks back and their conversation with the audience is what stuck with me when I left the conference. So I really wanted to kind of share your view on pay equity and DEI with our audience. So um, welcome, first of all. And then I would love to hear, because maybe you can tell, you know, those listening, you know, what it was that you talked about in Austin, where we met. Well, well, thanks so much. Um, you know, we talked about a number of different things that um, that we're coming to realize. We we do um, anti-oppressive HR design, and with a particular focus on um, compensation issues, because my history is um, in compensation, and and Rashmi's is in uh, anti-oppression. But um, and we've got a, a whole model about how. Um, we think it would be great for companies to look at their pay programs and benefit programs and, and be less oppressive um, in, in their design and um, policies and stuff. And one of the big things that I think is a little bit controversial um, or a little surprising to people when we, we talk is around um, you know, separating individual pay or individual performance rather from pay. Um, and, you know, Rashmi, can you talk a little bit about why, um, why that's important? Uh, so one of the things is that the individual performance, you know, is uh, something that has been put in place by a certain system. Uh, our education system uh, grades people a certain way, our, uh, you know, career systems grade people a certain way. Uh, you know, there's always like, this is the way you should present yourself. This is what is important. More importance is given to verbalization of thoughts rather than, you know, um, probably uh, uh, connecting through um, other, other means, you know. Um, and uh, there's always like this, there are, there are um, factors like, okay, you know, it does this person, or does this person have, what are the KRAs? Do, is this person able to uh, throw out their ideas out in the open? So it's more for like, uh, like a extrovert kind of a, um, a personality, which can go out there and be that leader. So it's actually kind of becoming ancient, you know, uh, when you talk about a leader who always has to take a lot more space than, uh, than there is space for other folks in the um, uh, um, uh, in his team, in his, her, their team. Uh, so it's important that uh, we start looking at how is performance evaluated and individual performance can create um, systems of oppression where people who are uh, not the type can always get excluded from, uh, you know, what, uh, you know, the dominant narrative is. Uh, yeah. And when there's specifically, Kate, when we are talking about um, uh, diversity, when we want diversity and equity in spaces. Yes, and I, I love what you said. Um, you know, one of the things that, that we talk about quite a bit is um, that performance standards are established by the dominant culture. And that dominant culture in corporate America um, and in corporations around the world tends to be 
um, patriarchal and and white supremacist. Um, and so different um, ways of being, different ways of performing tend to be okay for the dominant culture, but the same behaviors can be looked at more negatively in people who are not in that dominant culture. So, um, so basing pay on performance, um, you know, I, I know I've worked for companies that are really numbers oriented and they assign numbers to performance. And then they think that if they crunch the numbers, then it's, it's precise and accurate. But what we really have is people evaluating people against social norms. And so um, that can be really damaging for folks who've been in marginalized communities. So this is super interesting to me. So when you have this conversation with these organizations, kind of mentioning, you know, that these structures might be outdated and old fashioned and aligning with certain stereotypes, do organizations then turn towards redefining their performance measures or do they move more away from actually using performance as an indicator for pay? So one of the things, Margaret, is that there is a readiness to this. There is a maturity that is required for any organization to step into this kind of a process. Uh, one of the one of the things is, uh, you know, the assessment of the organization in terms of readiness that we do. Um, so in this, it's um, you know, uh, it's a it's an important part where uh, the organization has to have a certain level of commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion. If the organization is um, happy doing performative pieces time and again, and like, you know, like just a, like a fashion trend kind of a thing, or now we are doing DNI, now we are doing, you know, something else. Um, the, the whole point is, you know, lost out. So we have serious conversations with organizations as to, you know, what is your commitment level? Do you really would like this to happen? Um, and we're fine. Like we've had a one of, in one of the conversations, I remember we said, it's okay if, you, if you're really committed, then hire us. Otherwise, if you, know, you have so many other DEI consultants uh, who are really good, they're great at their jobs and they'll make things happen. And so for us, it's important to create that a space of deep commitment you know um, it's hard yeah. work right Kate yeah it is it's it's a lot more challenging um, because you know again anti-oppression requires um, the dominant culture to um, share power and and if this is not something that um, is has already been established in in the organization um, this is really not the place that you want to start um, because, you know, pay and benefits stuff really winds up being a, an emotional um, kind of a lightning rod for, for companies. And, and I think it's, it's really challenging. Um, and it's not saying, hey, you have to do performative before you can do stuff that's not performative. It's just that you know, again, going back to Rashmi's point, there there's organization readiness stuff, and and um, a company needs to be pretty self aware um, in order to do this kind of work. Yeah, yeah, amazing. So, um, 
we're already running out of time. We're hitting that eight minutes mark, but I could have this conversation forever. So maybe I remember from your presentation, you had six different aspects of how we think about compensation that you should revisit with your ideas. So maybe as a last takeaway for our listeners, can you mention those six that companies or organizations should be thinking about if they want to move in this direction? Um, sure. So um, the first one is levels. That's the number of uh, levels that you have within an organization because those create barriers to entry every time you go up. Um, functional differences in pay. So we know that that's tied with historical um, marginalization of certain groups. Um, the individual performance, which we just talked about. Um, transparency. So how much information can, can employees see about pay? Um, and access. So what kind of access do you know, individuals have to each of the uh, pay and benefits programs that are in place. And then the last piece is market pay. So how closely are you going to tie yourself to the market? Um, because again, the market is an expression of every um, systemic um, and marginalizing oppressive um, piece of this, the entire pay program. So so Rashmi, what, what would you have to add to that? Yeah, I think um, I think you said all of that pretty much. Uh, um, one of the things I feel like uh, is that, um, um, you know, I want to just reiterate and underline the point that Kate said about the market being oppressive. Uh, we need to we need to look at the sociopolitical, um, you know, scenarios in which the market exists and what it does and what it requires of people. Uh, and we as people from human resources, we need to be very mindful and self-aware of, you know, uh, what is it that we want to perpetuate in our organizations? I think that's the perfect ending to this uh, coffee talk. So um, if somebody's interested to learn more, uh, your website is uh, rockarising.com. Uh, thank you so much for sharing your time with us. I at least for me, this is what really sat with me uh, because I think when we think about pay equity, we're always trying to impose structure on organizations and you kind of whipped me a little bit out of that then made me think about, okay, how do we make these structures more inclusive? Uh, so thank you for that and thank you for coming. Thank you. Our pleasure.